Welcome to the TappingSolution.com's Bits and Pieces podcast, where we share information designed to change your life. Whether you're new to EFT tapping or an old hand, you'll find simple, inspiring information to brighten your day, motivate you, and help you live your best life. To learn more about tapping, visit thetappingsolution.com. Now, here's today's clip. Hi there. In today's podcast, we have a fantastic clip from my sister Jessica's Hay House radio show. I hope you enjoy the clip. So this is the first show of the year. I'm very grateful to be able to come back to you uh, in this new year. And and this is the perfect time to talk about what we're talking about. And today's topic is about setting some goals and the overwhelming feelings that can come up when we set those New Year's resolutions. I personally feel that the new year is actually one of the worst times to set goals. This is why. As we're going through the holiday season, And as we're going through New Year's, we're not in our normal routine. We have a lot of family, we have a lot of food, and we have a lot of alcohol. And all three of those things impacts our emotions. So on top of all of that, then we put this expectation that we need to, right from the start, get going and begin to achieve these goals. And we actually use the goal-setting process as a way to look back at what we haven't achieved yet or what is wrong with us. And so something that's meant to empower us to achieve more can be the very thing that's holding us back. Yet I really do believe in goal setting. So today we are going to talk about some of the the downside, the up in the upside around goal setting. We're going to talk about how you can begin to incorporate tapping in your life to help you go to help you break through some of the blocks that may come up as you pursue a dream and how to make this a really pleasurable experience. I've said it once and I'll say it again. If it's not pleasurable, it's not sustainable. We often create all of these goals and we use willpower and we have this belief that we need to suffer in order to achieve. Well, that mentality of suffering only lasts for a certain amount of time until we're exhausted And then we go back to old behaviors. And on top of that, we blame ourselves and we beat ourselves up. It's not your fault. It's about getting clear on what you want and getting emotionally aligned with that. And we're going to support you. I'm going to support you in doing that today. And if you are brand new to tapping, make sure to visit me at thetappingsolution.com. That's thetappingsolution.com. You can watch a video um, and you can see exactly how to tap. And we also have a great stress relief CD that you can download. So that's thetappingsolution.com. So let me talk for a second about the downside of goal setting or what can happen if we're not approaching this topic in in a, a healthy way. One of the biggest downsides to goal setting is that as we begin to set goals, what we do unconsciously is we make rules around what needs to happen in order for us to feel happy. And so as we look at that list, oftentimes, instead of feeling empowered, we feel like we're waiting. We feel disempowered. We feel like, 
well, once this list is complete, then I can live. And this mentality of having a then can be very destructive because then we always feel like there's just this utopic moment in the future that we're always chasing. It's like that carrot that's dangling in front of us. And we keep running, but we never feel like we can catch it because it's this illusion. The reason we're setting goals, the reason we want things in our lives is because we want to feel a certain way. We want to feel like we're growing. We want to feel like we're worthy and we're good enough. And we use the achievement of these goals to set the rules as to when we're allowed to feel that way. What's very interesting is that oftentimes I hear from clients that they actually reach the goal and they still don't feel good enough and they still don't feel happy because they haven't done the inner work to see what's really going on. What are they really looking for? So the first downside to goal setting that you need to watch out for is this, uh, this idea of turning your goals into rules around what needs to happen in order for you to feel happy. And the second downside of goal setting is using goals as a reason to punish ourselves. I put this quote up on Facebook before the show, and it, it's something I wrote, and the quote is, you can't hate yourself happy, you can't criticize yourself thin, you can't shame yourself wealthy. Real change begins with self-love and self-care. The challenge is that we have been raised in a culture that teaches us that in order to achieve, we need to suffer. And so we feel that if we can be hard on ourselves and punish ourselves, we'll be able to achieve something. But when you think about your own inner world, your own psyche, it's always helpful to think of a child. If you're constantly criticizing a child, telling them that they're not doing enough, punishing them, can that child really step up to their true potential? You know the answer, absolutely not. It's very hard to achieve and to stay motivated when we live in this toxic environment where we're always being criticized. And so when it comes to goal setting, it's so important to be very aware of that critical voice and to be very aware of personal development. You know, here at Hay House, this is what we're about. We're about growing and learning and finding a deeper way to love ourselves. And still, self-development can be a very slippery slope. There's a part in my book, my book is called The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence. And near the end of the book, I have a little excerpt, a little part about self-improvement and proceeding with caution that I'm going to read to you right now. So on page 254, I write, throughout this book, we've discussed the power of awareness. As conscious and caring women, and this book is for women, but men, this relates to you, many of us are actively seeking ways to develop ourselves both internally and externally. While this intention is a positive one, we also need to be aware that it can work against us. As we saw in the end of the last chapter, self-development is not self-care. Too often, our emphasis on self-improvement goes one step further and turns into self-punishment. When we have the mentality that we are broken, we will always find something to fix. Because tapping is so powerful, it can be easy to fall into this trap of thinking. We clear one issue only to find another and then think, 
I've got a lot more work to do on myself. In this way, we rob ourselves of the experience of feeling relief and relaxation for having cleared one issue because we're already focused on the next. When we have amazing results with tapping, we can also fall into the trap of thinking that since tapping is so effective, we should never feel a negative emotion again. That's not how life or tapping works. Life would be boring if it were always the same, always calm and placid and upbeat. A beautiful song like life is made up of high and low notes. The contrast between the ups and downs is what makes us appreciate each one and truly feel alive. I want you to keep that in mind when you begin to set goals and you go through the process of moving towards those goals. Knowing that your goals isn't a, a way that we criticize ourselves and look at fixing things. Instead, it needs to be something more empowering. And as we go towards our goals, if we have those low moments, those moments where we feel like we've gotten off track, that is part of the process. That is part of life. That is not a reason to punish yourself. You can't punish yourself to get yourself back on track. So, you know, the second downside, like I mentioned, is using goals as a reason for self-punishment. So with all this negative talk about goal setting, you might be wondering, well, should I even bother with setting goals? Absolutely. There's a lot of research around the power of setting goals. If you don't know where you're going, you're not going to go in the right direction. But one of the reasons we set goals, and this is a common misconception, we don't set goals to reach them. I'm going to say it again. We don't set goals to reach them. We set goals to point us in the right direction. When we become very strict around goals, as our life begins to evolve and new information comes our way, we get clear on our desires. If we're so stuck on our goal, we don't allow our vision to evolve. And that can be one of the biggest things that stops someone in their personal life as well as their business. As you go on with 2015, you're going to get more clarity on what you really want. And it's so important to have that flexibility with the goal. Your goal right now is to point you in the right direction, but then it is allowed to change. And that's when you're really going to get exactly what you want. So another important thing when it comes to goal setting is realizing that the reason we're setting goals is because we want to feel something. You know, if you write down that you want to have a car, it's not the car that you want. It's the feeling that you want. Maybe that car makes you feel free or just excited and adventurous, or maybe you feel like a rebel. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for that feeling. And so with goal setting, it's important to begin to get clear on why you want that goal and what you think that goal will make you feel. Because then you begin to realize that you can begin to feel that feeling right in this moment. And the more you begin to feel the feeling in the moment, the more you align yourself with that goal and it, the easier it comes. You know that there's that saying, fake it until you make it. It goes the same with emotions. If we allow ourselves to feel what we want to feel now without putting all these rules around what needs to happen, we are in vibrational alignment with that achievement. Suddenly it becomes easier. It becomes more fun. And when that happens, it's easier for us to be consistent. So as you uh, go on and you begin to set your goals, or maybe 
you've already set some goals and you're looking through them now. I want to talk about a few more key points around goal setting. And these are some more blocks. And within this section, we're also going to do some tapping. So once you have those goals, what are some things that can stop you from achieving them and having a good time? The first one is trying to have it all figured out before you start. We set those goals and then we get really in our heads and we begin to visualize. And it's a very good thing. You know, we as humans have this power of imagination and it's important to begin to imagine how we might achieve it. The challenge is that many people don't want to take that first step until they have absolute certainty that 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 step will work or they have certainty around the entire process. You know, from A to Z, they want to know every single step of the way. And life doesn't work like that because as you begin to do the first step, the next step will reveal itself. If you're always waiting to have complete clarity, you stop yourself. A lot of fear can, can be the reason why we're not taking the first step, that fear that we're going to do something wrong. And so changing your mentality to saying, you know, this isn't about succeeding or failing. This is about experimenting. I'm going to look at these goals and I'm going to experiment to see the best way for me to move towards the goal. So not achieving, not failing, but experimenting. The other block, which I've mentioned before, is the belief that you need to suffer to achieve your goal. If it's not pleasurable, it's not sustainable. So we set these goals. The next thing that you should do is look at those goals and ask yourself, what are some things I can do to make this process enjoyable? Okay, so if you wrote that you want to lose some weight or you want to exercise more, your focus shouldn't be on how can I sign up for as many boot boot camp classes as possible. The idea is how can I begin to experiment with different ways of exercising in order to find something that I really love? How can I involve my children to make this more fun? How can I reach out to a friend do, and do this together so I can have more fun? So look at your goals and begin to ask yourself, how can I make the process of reaching these goals more fun? Another, then the next two things which are going to involve some tapping. So I hope you have your fingers ready because we'll be going into some tapping. One of the things that's important to look at when you look at your goals is to ask yourself a question, which in the beginning seems like a very disempowering question. You're probably not going to like it, but it's going to help you get, gain clarity on what you should begin to tap on when it comes to your goals. That question is, what is the downside of reaching my goal? So what is the downside of reaching my goal? So I'm going to mention weight loss, not just because I wrote a book about it, but because it's one of the most common New Year's resolutions. I remember being asked this question and reflecting on this question and thinking, there's no downside. This is everything that I want. This is everything I think about. I'm obsessed with it. I'm always trying and I'm never reaching it. This is what I want. And when I... Re when I really tapped and I asked myself this question, I realized that I had tied up success with my weight. I thought that unless I was a certain weight, I wouldn't be good enough. I wouldn't be able to be successful. I used my weight as an excuse from doing a lot of things, an excuse from dating, an excuse from standing up on stage, putting myself out there. And so all of a sudden I realized if I didn't have this excuse, I would have to 
start dating, get up on stage, put myself out there. And that was scary. Another common downside is how other people would react. So say your goal is to make a lot of money, but you come from a group of friends where your friends are always talking about how little they have and there's a lot of bonding going on around how tough life is, the unfairness of things, the lack of money. If you begin to make a lot of money, you'll stand out and how will your friends react? Will they suddenly now think that you're too good for them and that they'll start to criticize you and bring you down? Do you, maybe you remember a family member, maybe your father said to you, the root of all evil is money. And so all of a sudden you have this goal of making more money, but you have this belief. And so the downside is if I make more money, if I achieve my dreams, then that means I'm evil. It means that I'm not a good person. And so it's important to do that inner work and to ask yourself, what's the downside of reaching my goal? And the last thing to look at, one of the biggest blocks around goal setting is not having a plan when you waver from your ritual. When it comes to reaching your goals, the point, what we we really wanna do, what's really gonna make the difference, and I said it before, is, is finding it pleasurable. And to find things pleasurable and to really be consistent with things, it's important to have rituals. So whether it's working out or looking at our bank account in the morning and setting some time out to look at our finances or signing up for a, for a dating website, anything we want to achieve, there has to be some consistency to it. And rituals are very important to help us stay on track. Many times we fall off those rituals. Something happens. You know, we, we get this phone call and someone we love is in the hospital and suddenly we're there visiting them and our life gets turned upside down for a little while. Or we simply just get distracted for some reason. And we look at our life and we go, oh, I'm not doing what I was doing before. Now, what many people do is they think, well, I ruined it. You know, I went back to eating. I ate a pizza today. So I ruined my diet. I might as well just quit and finish the pie. Or thinking, I didn't make the amount of money I wanted to at the certain time. This is worthless. It's not worth trying. I'm going to quit. When we don't stick with something, what we tend to do is we begin to criticize ourselves. And that criticism is one of the most toxic things that we can do. When we criticize ourselves, we, that is when we stop ourselves. The criticism is the problem, not falling out of the routine. Because this ritual and routine, it's normal for us to kind of, you know, n- no one is perfect. I mean, I can tell you from all the authors I've met, from my life myself, from my own life, I try the best to have routines, but things happen and I suddenly am not doing that anymore. And so in that moment, instead of criticizing myself, instead of shaming myself, I have strategies as to how to get myself back on track. If we can anticipate kind of moving off that, the ritual, if we can anticipate us making a quote unquote mistake, we're able to set a plan to get us back on track and back into that ritual. First step, obviously for me and for many people, and I recommend is doing some tapping on emotions, on judgments, on shame that you feel around not sticking to a promise that you made or a ritual. Once we let go of the judgment, it doesn't become this big monster anymore. Suddenly we're able to begin to get back on that ritual. And the, the second thing I suggest is to replace criticism with curiosity. You need to have those moments. 
you need to have those moments where you fall off track. Because in those moments, that's when you begin to gain clarity as to what is really holding you back. In those moments, they are a gift. It's a time to stop and ask yourself, why did this happen? So what triggered me? What am I scared of? Maybe again, what's the downside of reaching this goal? When you have that clarity, that's when you're able to really target what's stopping you and prevent that block from happening again. And hey, another block might come up and that's just part of life. This idea that success is this perfect linear path stops a lot of us because when it doesn't meet our expectations, we make that a reason to quit. And we also turn it into this giant monster, this giant reason why we're not good enough when in reality, it was a little slip up. It's not a big deal. So releasing that judgment is so important. So we're going to do some tapping. I have some tapping that I'm going to do about whenever you feel like you've gone off a ritual. Um, but for now, let me take a live caller to see how I can support them. So let me talk to Megan from San Diego. Hi, Megan. Oh, hi, Jessica. How Thanks are you? My call. Of course. I have to ask you first, um, from listening in, have you had any aha moments? Oh, yeah, several. <laughs> yeah. I, I was writing um, a lot of my goals and just realizing how critical I've been about not being motivated to work out as much as I was before or getting off track with my diet. And I wanted to thank you. Your book is really inspiring and the tapping solution. And it's great to be on a live call with you because um, there's several areas that I'd like to uh, hone in on in terms of um, just getting back on track and being more um, loving to myself. Absolutely. So what do you think is one of the biggest blocks you have to getting back on track and, and, and being more compassionate and loving towards yourself? Does anything stick up, stick out as we were, um, as you, as I was talking before? <clears throat> well, I was just feeling, I, I think the biggest thing is I've been frustrated by weight gain. I've been doing tapping for a while and just, I feel that I've hit a plateau. And so it's almost as if what I'm doing isn't working. And so I'm blaming myself. Right. And how, you know, we're just coming off the holiday season and I think it's important to recognize that and to look at that because it's a time where it becomes very easy to, to waver from what we know is good for us. And there's a lot of different things going on. So what were the holidays? Do you feel like the holidays uh, impacted you at all? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think also it was was colder and I mean, as well, not, not cold compared to the rest of the country, but San Diego is colder and just being inside more, not being as active. Um, I typically get to the beach to walk and um, I found myself, you know, eating more, watching more movies and it was great to, you know, relax and do that. But just wanting to get back on track where I feel really good about my body and my activity level and having more energy. So Mm -hmm. just finding that I needed a lot more sleep. Yes. Yeah, that, that is great. And, you know, I think that there's a time when when doing those things is okay, you know, when it's okay to stay, maybe we need to relax more and not work out as much. And maybe we do gain a pound or two. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to take the shame away from that, you know, knowing that that is a moment in time and that right. we feel like we can begin to move forward from this moment. But I'm happy that you called because I know that there's a lot of people listening who are in the same position, who they're coming off the holidays, they're setting these goals and they're just feeling really discouraged um, that they're not further along. 
And for many people who've been on this journey after the holidays, they're like, okay, I feel like I'm starting over again. And yeah, that's uh, exactly it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So when you think about where you are right now, starting, you know, you, you want to be, begin to be healthier. You're looking to lose some weight. What are some of the emotions that come up when you think about this area of your life? Um, well, like we said, shame, I have some sadness and frustration mm-hmm. and I, I have actually anger, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Where, which out of the shame, sadness, frustration, anger right now, which one's the strongest? I think the anger. Yeah. Okay. And where do you feel the anger in your body? Really around my stomach. Okay, and on a scale of 1 to 10, how strong is that anger? I think it's about a 5 or a 6. 5 or 6, okay, perfect. So let's just start there, okay, and we'll see where we go. So um, repeating after me and everyone that's listening, tapping doesn't work unless you tap. So make sure that as I tell Megan what point to tap on, that you as well are tapping and repeating um, after me. So Megan, on the side of the hand, even though I feel all this anger in my stomach. Even though I feel all this anger in my stomach. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I am so angry. Even though I am so angry. Because, I've, because I'm back here once again. Because I'm back here once again. I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Even though I'm so angry. Even though I'm so angry. Because I worked so hard before. Because I worked so hard before. And I feel like I'm back where I started. And I feel like I'm back where I started. I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Eyebrow, all of this anger. All of this anger. Side of the eye, this anger in my stomach. This anger in my stomach. Under the eye, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of this. Under the nose, I'm sick of trying so hard. I'm sick of trying so hard. Chin, and nothing working for me. And nothing's working for me. Collarbone, it seems easy for everyone else. It seems easy for everyone else. Under the arm, and here I am trying so hard. And here I am trying so hard. Top of the head, and nothing is working. And nothing is working. Eyebrow, and I'm so angry. And I'm so angry. Side of the eye, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. Under the eye, it's not fair. It's not fair. Under the nose, it's not fair. It's not fair. Chin, and it makes me really sad. And it makes me really sad. Collarbone, because I really want this. Because I really want this. Under the arm. This anger in my stomach. This anger in my stomach. Top of the head. It's safe to give it a voice. It's safe to give it a voice. Eyebrow. And to begin to let it go. And begin to let it go. Side of the eye. I used to depend on this anger. I used to depend on this anger. Under the eye. This anger would motivate me. This anger would motivate me. Under the nose. But here I am again. But here I am again. Chin, and that makes me really sad. And that makes me really sad. Collarbone. So maybe I'm ready for a new way. 
Maybe I'm ready for a new way. Under the arm. Maybe I'm ready for a new way. Maybe I'm ready for a new way. Top of the head. I've gone through so much. I've gone through so much. Eyebrow. And I never give myself credit. And I never give myself credit. Side of the eye. Maybe it's time for a new way. Maybe it's time for a new way. Under the eye. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. Under the nose. I'm in the body I need. I'm in the body I need. Chin to make my dreams come true. To make my dreams come true. Collarbone. What a new idea. What a new idea. Under the arm. Maybe nothing needs to be fixed. Maybe nothing needs to be fixed. Top of the head. But simply loved. But simply loved. Eyebrow. I find ways to love my body. I find ways to love my body. Side of the eye. Through movement. Through movement. <clears throat> the eye. Through food. Through food. Under the nose. This is about me. This is about me. Chin. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. Collarbone. This is my journey. This is my journey. Under the arm. And as I begin to focus on feeling good. And as I begin to focus on feeling good. Top of the head. I gain clarity. I gain clarity. On exactly what's right for me. On exactly what's right for me. Okay, take a deep breath in. Thank you. Great, Megan. So I just want you to check in with that that anger in your stomach. Can you give it a number? Yeah, I'd say it's a two. It's a two. Okay. Huge shift. Maybe and even less. <laughs> maybe less. Okay, great. And as, you know, coming off of, of those rounds, did anything come up? You know, when we tap, it's so important to take a moment to just listen to any ideas or thoughts because that's often when our intuition begins to speak to us, when we begin to relax. So any ideas or thoughts come up as we did that tapping? Well, yeah, I had a lot of release, um, a lot of tears. And just when you said maybe, maybe I, I have the body that I need and maybe nothing needs to be fixed, just love. That just made a huge, I mean, that really resonated with me. So what I want you to because do, Because I've not been loving my body. I've not been sending, I mean, I've been trying to accept. I've been doing more meditation and a little more yoga, but I really have been so critical. Mm -hmm. And I want you to write those words down for when you need them. You know, maybe okay. it's just a little note card, but write what really came to you after that tapping as a reminder, as something to look at. And, you know, I was speaking to a, a friend once who came to me for support and she said, you know, I'm trying to love my body more and I can't find the balance between working towards improving my body and working out and loving my body. Yeah. And I said to her, why is it that we're putting these two things on two different sides of a spectrum? Because they're one in the same. I remember that working out for me was a punishment for being fat. It was, uh, you know, I would get motivated to do it because I felt like it wasn't, because I felt like I wasn't good enough. And then 
I really, when I began to look at those emotions, I began to really see that my body never is going to arrive anywhere. You know, we think like one day, maybe I'll have this ideal body, but we're always, we're all aging. We're younger than we'll ever be. We're the oldest we've ever been before. (laughs) We're in this body right now. And we don't know what the future brings, but this is a body that we constantly need to nourish in order to have longevity. And so changing the mindset from fixing to supporting and being like, how can I do the everything I can to support my body? Because we take care of what we value. So the more we begin to value ourselves, the more that we stand up for ourselves and go, you know what? No, I'm not going to have that because I know it's not for my greater good. I'm going to do this instead. And in those moments where we do something that's less than ideal, when we're able to release, to have full awareness of it and release judgment, it's easier to you know, flow through those moments because those moments will never go away. The difference is, do we let that one, do we let that one moment become every moment? Do we let it stop us or do we just let it be a moment? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Megan. Thank you so much. I wish you the very best. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm so happy that Megan called because this is the tapping I actually had written out, this tapping of even though I'm so mad at myself that I fell off the wagon or that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, in these moments, it's so important to tap on anger, on the shame, on the judgment that we have. And another important thing, it's a thought that I always go to, is knowing that in the body that you have right now, you are in the body that you need to achieve all your goals. This idea that your weight stops you is a self-imposed limitation. It really is a self-imposed limitation. And there are people like, you know, there are people out there that show us, you know, I mean, I know everyone uses Oprah as an example, but what a great example of someone who just began to accept her body and the miracles and the value and the way that she's looked. And she's not this typical, you know, she's beautiful, but she's not the stereotypical beauty that we see in our culture. She's not a model. And so being able to really realize that we are in the bodies, we're worthy of a relationship in our body. We are worthy of finances in our body. We are worthy of, of greater self-love in the body we're in. We're worthy of success in the body we're in because our body does not define our success, our ability. But yes, we do need to create a better relationship with our body so that we can support this vessel that brings us through life. You know, I always say body confidence is honoring your body for being the home of an amazing soul. So if you are interested in learning more about how to use tapping to support you in weight loss and in body confidence, make sure you uh, pick up a copy of my book, The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence. It's sold where all books are sold and also on our website at thetappingsolution.com. We have a lot of sales there, so make sure you always check in.